Welcome, beautiful people, to Growthology Podcast. I'm Lorena, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist that is very interested in the science behind all things well-being and growth. And I am Monica. I'm a working mom, a wife, currently a college student, and I'm just an everyday person who's trying to live a happy and healthy life. In our podcast, we discuss topics like personal growth, wellness, mindfulness, and emotional intelligence, and hopes to grow a community of positivity. Hello, beautiful people. Today, we are going to go over toxic work environments. Specifically, what does that look like? Um, Some experiences that we may have seen and some things that we can do to help manage those situations. We are super excited for today's episode because we have another guest. We have my very good friend, Tiffany, who is a professional licensed social worker. Tiffany and I have known each other since 2016. I met her at my first job straight out of grad school. She was super helpful and offered so much guidance and support to me as a new and fresh clinician in the field. Not only that, but a really beautiful friendship was able to grow. I personally know she's an amazing clinician and has a lot to offer in terms of her expertise and knowledge. Tiffany, can you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your career and where you're at right now? Yes. Hello. My name is Tiffany Liddell. As Lorena stated, um, I have been a social worker for the past 10 plus years. I have worked in various places, helping children, families, adult, and much more. Well, Tiffany, welcome. Um, We are definitely excited for you to come and share your expertise. Thank you. All right. So when we're connecting episodes with guests, we often offer some kind of list of topics. So what made you interested in discussing this topic of toxic work environments? Well, I think this is a common issue at many jobs, not in my current job. Just want to put that out there. I love my new job. Um, But working in toxic environment has made working, especially as a social worker, very, very hard. So like working under supervisor with lack of experience or just don't care, not being able to manage staff because there's not a lot of it, (laughs) lack of poor training, not being able to express how you feel for fear that you might get written up, long, long hours, long laundry list of clients, long paperwork, and the list just goes on. And sometimes that has resulted in increased anxiety, depression, wanting to call out, but you don't crying, poor work ethic, and just feeling drained. (laughs) That sounds extremely tiring. And I've definitely been there. Well, I've worked in many different types of environments and especially toxic environments. Even being in the military, it's surprising that there are places that are toxic, but it can be really toxic. I mean, maybe not so surprising, but it seems like every field kind of deals with this issue. So it's centralized to everybody who works. Yeah, I think that everybody has some sort of experience with working in a in a job that they didn't feel fulfilled or, you know, even if it was a job just to have a job, sometimes those jobs end up being more fun <laughs> when it's not even something in your field. And Tiffany and I worked at a place that had a lot of structural issues in an environment. Like she mentioned, it was hard to get work done and not feel extremely drained and feeling like you had to take the work home and just no ability to have any work-life balance. But 
on the bright side, the best part of this job for me was being able to meet Tiffany. And personally, I often feel like the people we work with really makes a huge difference at that job. For example, when I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school, I'd say this was the most fun job an enjoyable job I have had in my life. Not because I loved serving rude people and working long hours and sweating and smelling like french fries all the time, Yum. but because the people I worked with were so fun. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Definitely when you have work friends that mm-hmm. are on the same page as you, it makes mm-hmm. going to work enjoyable, but when you just don't, it's just like, oh my god, I have to get up and go where? <laughs> yeah, no desire. <laughs> So I feel like I'm wired wrong because even when I worked fast food jobs, it just seemed really stressful to me. It's just like (laughs) I literally would like be that person that takes work home with them. It's like, oh, I didn't get this stupid taco to wait. wait I have no idea. I think it's just like my (laughs) mind and what I do. I'm just like, oh, I'm really stressed about whatever it is. But then when you look back, you're like, oh, wow, I really had it easy when I did that. But I think (laughs) oftentimes we forget that it, it wasn't necessarily easy. It was just you know you look back and you think of like oh the good old days and you don't remember like all the other stress that goes along with it Mm -hmm. um definitely so talking about the great old days of remember we used to just hang out in my office (laughs) (laughs) yeah because even the job we're talking about now where we say it was definitely a toxic environment when I think about it I just remember all the shenanigans we used to get Mm -hmm. into and so we want to talk about what a toxic work environment is and what are some signs that you are in this predicament. So I think we all know and have experienced a job or a career and we all know that some have a higher level of stress but a toxic work environment is different. If going to work makes you feel extremely tired, depressed, or even physically ill, that is more than just feeling stressed. So an article on entrepreneur.com says that the number one reason people leave their job is because they don't like their boss. A toxic boss exists in nearly every work environment in corporate America. A survey in 2017 by the Workplace Bullying Institute defined this sort of workplace emotional abuse as the repeated mistreatment of an employee by one or more employees or boss. Abusive conduct that is threatening, humiliating, or intimidating, work sabotage, or verbal abuse. And within this survey, they found that 61% of Americans are aware of the bullying that takes place in their workplace. 60 million Americans are affected by workplace bullying. Bosses make up 61% of bullies. And 65% of bullied employees lost their original jobs when they tried to stop the bullying. You know what's so funny? I saw a quote the other day and it says people don't quit toxic environment. They quit toxic bosses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too. I think when you hit a lot about bullying, it brings to mind like racial bullying. I mean, I'm Latina. I'm a female. There's automatically going to be a stereotype when I walk into the room, especially with the military being predominantly white, predominantly male. It's always Mm -hmm. like, okay, people are going to categorize me in a certain section. I'm either the only female or the only minority and definitely both. If Mm -hmm. there's like a small group of people, I'm probably the only one that's both. So, and it's 
hard. And when those kind of like bullying things go around, go on around you, it's hard to say, hey, you're crossing that line because then it's like, oh, well, you're being too sensitive or we're just messing with you. But at the same time, it's also encouraging that toxic environment, which is, you know, where people have like suppressed feelings and they're thinking that this is an acceptable avenue to show how they're feeling towards people when really it's just not okay at all. Um, and I've experienced those kinds of situations too, unfortunately. And I, I feel like you guys have all probably seen that firsthand. Definitely. I think in my first job, I experienced that a lot of, you know, being African-American and a female. Um, a lot of my coworkers who were Caucasian was kind of looked down on me. They were a lot older, but here I am, you know, at the time, 21, 22, had a master's degree and working, no kids. It was always just like, you think you know everything. No, I don't. I'm still learning, but why are you looking down? It, it just made it difficult sometimes to work with certain people because they always had something smart to say. Right. They weren't like receptive to you no. when it came not. to your you being a professional. Right. Yeah. And I totally forgot about the military too, Monica, because where I was, I was in the Air National Guard and also a predominantly white area and then very conservative as well. So I used to work in an office and they'd always have Fox News on and they would say certain things either about immigrants or welfare. And here I am at the time going to school for social work, being very passionate about helping people and everything they're saying is the opposite of what my values are and what I stand for. So that was really hard. And sadly, at the time, I didn't feel confident enough to speak up being young, being new in the field. I mean, just still in school, I didn't even know how to how to deal with that. So I internalized a lot of things and just felt really uncomfortable being there. Yeah, definitely. You know, some of the things that I've experienced, unfortunately, the whole wall thing that's been a thing lately. You know, when that whole started, it was about like, hey, like, I don't think that Mexicans should be here. They're problematic. They're drug dealers. You know, they're gangsters, all these things. And, you know, I know people that are illegal Mexicans. Um, I think, you know, being Hispanic, a lot of my family is Hispanic. My mom's from Mexico. Like that was hard to think. Like, I can't think of one person in my family that is a gangster that is, you know, out there like doing, getting in trouble. Like my family are hard workers and they all work for nothing. And that's the same thing that I was brought up with. So it's really unfortunate that people think that way and that they can feel it's okay to say those things. But Mm -hmm. like you said at the time, I mean, even me saying, wow, you're stupid for saying that. It's just like so over their head that they're just like, oh no, but why? And then like kind of questioning it. And it's like, I'm not going to argue with you, you know, you can believe what you want but you can't say that around me Mm -hmm. you know so but it's it's hard it's it's when you know a a whole system is perpetuating a belief what how can you be the one person to stand up and say that they're wrong Mm -hmm. and I was really shocked about all the statistics about bullying because like when I'm in school I think oh I can't wait to be an adult so all this nonsense can stop and then you become an adult and realize oh, it just keeps going. And there's adult ignorance and adult bullies. And the stats kind of blew my mind how high it was, 
even bosses being the bullies like the the boss is supposed to be the person that you go to that you can feel safe and comfortable expressing your needs but oftentimes like you said Tiffany people quit bosses not the job so that really shows that a lot of people that aren't qualified are being put in these positions mm-hmm. as leaders yeah i've had uh, bosses that have been deemed as as toxic um in one of the other episodes i i kind of hit on this a little bit um so mm-hmm. there's this one point in the military i mean i think there's a lot of points in the military that I'm like, what <laughs> every other day in my life? <laughs> pretty much um but the environment was so bad i mean beyond the regular stress and I found myself crying at my desk, trying to hide in the bathroom and crying just because I didn't feel comfortable in that situation. And I couldn't think of like, when is this going to end? What's going to happen after this? My mind was just so wrapped up in how I was feeling at that point in time. But one of the things that I kind of had to learn is to change my thought about the situation um, because thinking that there was no end was kind of making it worse and making me feel more depressed about it. And then I, I seek. So I don't like being um, down on myself for too hard or for too long. I have to like start seeking things out. And there is an inspiration speech that I was listening to and it was this chief master sergeant of well now former chief master sergeant of the air force right and he was talking about toxic work environments and he questioned the audience what, what are you guys doing about it and that was the first time that that thought kind of really like resonated with me like mm-hmm. do I have some kind of accountability for this work life even though I'm not the boss even though I'm the lowest ranking in the room or I'm the newest and then the, like kind of discuss discovering myself and knowing more of what situations I can avoid to not perpetuate that negative belief. Like when people were gossiping, trying to avoid them, trying to stay away from the their crazy conclusions and really trying to understand those people's decisions kind of helps me work through that. But it's definitely hard. And I'm not going to say that I'm good at it because I still find myself even now being in for, you know, 10 and a half years, find myself like, okay, I just got to work through this a piece at a time and not let myself go down on that negative spiral. Yeah, I love that you brought that up about having that awareness of what are we doing about it because what we do is the only thing that we are in control of. We Uh can't really change the boss. We can't change people's beliefs. So we need to focus on what can I do about it? And I definitely agree with being able to change who we choose to speak to about other things in terms of the gossiping or blaming and I realized this at a former job as well where there was a lot of gossiping going on and blaming the boss or certain co-workers so it was hard because it's like that's all people would talk about so when I decided not to take part it was really lonely Mm -hmm. because I had to just kind of like go to work stay in my office and not talk to anybody it Um, makes it definitely difficult when you have to report something like that but you know you want to feel safe when you're at Mm -hmm. work and that's one of the biggest things I think sometimes people miss out on uh, being in a toxic work environment sometimes you just don't feel safe yeah and that's definitely not a good place to be because we spend more time at work than we do at home so Mm -hmm. it needs to be a place where we can feel comfortable a place where we feel like we're making a difference and we're being supported to do that so some signs of toxic work environment I know you had some that you wanted to talk about Tiffany Yeah, so I pulled up a list of kind of toxic work environment, just like signs to be aware of. So 
a couple of them that I thought were good to speak on were uh, toxic workplace may have bad communication, may have clicks or gossipy behavior, unmotivated co-workers, rapid turnover, no life work balance, and feeling burnt out and having little to know where to move forward in within a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like feeling stuck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And un- some other ones that I realize where people calling out sick very often a little bit about going off of what you said about the lack of communication on narcissistic leadership that it's not open to working together like not allowing the employees to be a part of the decision making process or feeling like the employees aren't being heard Uh, little to no enthusiasm about the job so like very low morale and a high turnover rate Turnover rate is, I think, one of the biggest ones because when you have rapid turnover, it leaves other workers having to do more work than someone else because you, you got to pick up where they kind of left off and that leads yeah. to burnout. <laughs> yeah, and that's so relevant in our field. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere we go, the turnover is so high and then it seems like the bosses are shocked by this every time and they're never prepared and then it takes forever to find someone to hire so at what point does or is an unhealthy work center and a toxic one the same if you're experiencing these things then you're probably experiencing a toxic work environment yeah i would say they're pretty interchangeable terms because a toxic work environment is unhealthy for us. Yeah, I haven't looked into that specific term too much, but I would say they're pretty interchangeable. I would say the same too. Yeah. So like Monica's motivational speech said, what do we do about it? So that's what we want to talk about is if we are in this predicament, if we're struggling at work, what are some things that we can do to manage and, you know, be able to have some sort of work-life balance? I think something that it came up for me, the fact that speaking up for ourselves as females and how that's portrayed at times is really difficult. I've been in some some instances where I'll speak up and it's been seen as being problematic. And this is actually something that a boss did tell me was that I was being problematic because I was speaking up for my needs. And I know that if a male counterpart had said this the same way in a calm tone, in an assertive tone, they would not have gotten that same response. Mm-hmm. Me over here shaking my head like anyone can see me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> So when you experience that instance, is there something that you think you would have done differently about it looking back or what are your thoughts on it now kind of reflecting? Yeah, so what when it happened, I definitely dwelled on it a lot. I was very angry. I let the situation have control over me and my emotions. I can definitely now looking back see that that was an unhealthy way to cope with it. I just felt so disrespected that it was it took a while for me to look back and look things from a more open open-minded way I guess you could say I did talk about it a lot and I brought it home and I let it consume me for quite a few days but then I remember that I had read something about in any situation no matter how hard it is showing empathy this person that told me that I was being 
too difficult, I ask myself, where was this person coming from? Are they experiencing pressure from their higher up? Were they having a bad day that day? Could I have said things in a different way? Maybe I, I could have waited to calm down before bringing my frustrations. So I think not saying, you know, this person was wrong and they did this. They shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done that. After a while, I was able to step back and say, okay, maybe I don't agree with the way that they spoke to me, but how can I move on from this? How can we have a conversation where I can bring up my concerns in a way that this person will be receptive to them? That's a huge part because we can't handle what, how other people respond, but we can mm-hmm. handle how we respond to other people. So being mindful, yeah. of like what you're saying when you're presenting something and how you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a really great outlook to have. One of the things that I've had to learn is to not carry that resentment towards my boss or towards the people that I work with because a lot of times I guess I maybe I tell myself this now that it's communication failure we're just not understanding each other he's not understanding what I'm going through or what I'm trying to say and whether it was how I expressed it or how they're receiving it because of their backgrounds so like you said like really kind of diving in and challenging the situation to see if maybe there was something that was misconstrued miscommunicated and not tell yourself okay well this person hates me or they're evil because once you start like that good and bad mentality then of course you're always going to be that good person that's like I you know was doing my thing and they told me this and then you start feeling really negative towards the environment and that's when you start feeling more trapped than you do more in control of the situation and able to you know kind of like encourage yourself mentally to overcome it rather than feeling defeated because once you say that you're defeated then you're already mentally defeated and then definitely not finding those negative people that are making it worse that are like oh yeah this person is doing that to you why would they do that to you and then they come in with their situations too and then it just kind of starts this whole load that everybody's carrying now which is one Mm -hmm. of the things that I kind of learned is you know I started carrying other people's loads in their situations and it could have all be centralized one person who's a really bad communicator and coming off wrong to everybody but then you're Mm -hmm. just like you see this person's bad and you're just validating those same things so I definitely try to turn off those conversations now to to stop that cycle yeah I think also setting boundaries that's one of the biggest thing I think we always forget when we're working and that's something that I'm trying to work on is setting those boundaries so again I can't help if my coworkers are motivated but I can try to you know provide support for them I can't help that there's bad turnover but I can do my best to make sure that my work is up to par I can't help there's this different things that we don't have control over, but I definitely want to set boundaries. So even like one of the things on here says work-life balance. I think previously that's always been an issue, never taking vacation because you don't want to get behind in work or you don't know what's going to happen when you come back. And that's not healthy for me as a person because that burns me out. I'm not up to par to where I need to be at to fulfill my work. So I definitely try to like, even when talking to people that are graduating and going into the social work field, I always tell them you have to set boundaries for yourself because you will burn yourself out within the first year. And I wish someone would have told me that in the beginning. And I can't control if an environment's toxic, but I can control how, how I contribute to it. So just kind of avoiding different things. Yeah, that's that's a really good point about boundaries and knowing yourself and being in tune with what you need at that time. 
So I definitely struggle with saying no. I'm so work driven. It's just my ethic. I've always been that way. I just can't tell people I can't do it. And that's something that I have to work on as well is saying, hey, this is too much for me. I have a lot on my load already. And communicating that with the bosses and not like trying to fix everybody's problem because that's just how I know how to be. And being aware and, you know, saying those things. And then also if something crossed the line of being inappropriate, saying that something's inappropriate. If it crosses that boundary for you. Definitely. Yeah. I wonder why. And I think it maybe it's just females, but when something like that happens, why we don't speak up. I think because historically we felt that if we do, we're the ones that are reprimanded. Mm -hmm. I think that fear of, you know, not being believed or people saying, well, what were you doing to cause this to happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So going on to some things that are some healthy ways to manage a toxic work environment. Well, the first thing would be to acknowledge that there's a problem. Being mindful that what is going on in your workplace is not right and it's not effective. So having certain expectations when you go into a job, I think this would even be a good thing to talk about at an interview. What is the job like in terms of having an open and safe space for employees to to raise concerns or what are the expectations of the job, you know, asking the employer what that looks like. I think having recognition is really important at a job, even if it's a shout out. We used to do that where Tiffany and I worked and I really appreciated that because we got together as a team and recognized one another and that alone was felt really good. Not just getting the shout outs, but giving them as well felt really nice to acknowledge that hey, this person is helping my job and helping me do my job better and make things flow a little bit better. Like we talked about before, having a balance between work and and personal life, finding people in the workplace that feel the same way that you do, but not to complain about it, but to help one another and have each other's backs and problem solve. Doing something relaxing and soothing after work as a part of your daily routine Things will only help if you do them in a consistent basis. So you can listen to a meditation podcast on the drive home, listening to a comedian, you know, anything that will help you feel good. Some favorite music, making a playlist, calling a friend. I'll usually listen to music or a podcast on the way home. And sometimes if I feel like I've had a really difficult day, I go home and I take a shower. And this makes me feel so much better because I just imagine that I'm walking washing everything off from my body of the day and then I could move on to my afternoon and I save this ritual for those really difficult days so I don't do this all the time but just when I feel like okay I need something to reset and have a divider between my workday and my my evening at home lack of clarity and lack of good effective communication like Tiffany mentioned you know working on communication figuring out what the best way is to communicate with people at the job some people are better with in-person communication some people love having it written in an email so figuring out what works best for everybody and I think you know what Tiffany said in terms of boundaries when work is following us home Sometimes that's due to communication after hours from a boss or a coworker. And I know a lot of us have our emails on our phones, so it's it's kind of impossible to to ignore it. But 
I actually have a client that told me she deletes her email app on the weekends. And I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. I might have to like take your advice on that because she was finding she was doing way too much work outside of the office. So having those boundaries and, and noticing what what about your job is stressing you out the most? I think one of the biggest lessons that I'm continuing to learn and teach myself is emotional intelligence. It's so important to understand what people are saying, how they're saying it, why they're saying it that way, and being aware of those things before you try to communicate what you're trying to say. Because that a lot of times affects the end result of what's the conversation is and how it's construed continuing to learn emotional intelligence and growing myself being self-aware has improved I guess my overall satisfaction with my job even though the situations may not necessarily change or you go into a new environment that's just a whole set of new problems so I think that's one thing that I'm just trying to stick with I also like to push therapy Especially when working it, if you feel overwhelmed at work therapy, I also try to find moments where I can kind of, even during work, just to kind of decompress or do some deep breathing for about five minutes before I regroup and go back. So even finding that time during the workday to kind of recenter yourself. That's really good. What would you recommend when it comes to like the thoughts and feelings about being stuck in that place or those negative thoughts? Like, what would you encourage your people to do, um, your patients to do, your your children to do? <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> process Therapy. them. Yes, process them. Write them down. Talk to someone. Sometimes you do just kind of need to vent about different things. So I know sometimes I'll text them and I'm like, can I tell you what happened at work? yeah and vice versa just to kind of depress yeah just sometimes getting it off our chest is enough but when it's something that keeps happening or is more problematic venting is not something that is going to be helpful Mm -hmm. so yeah like tiffany said seeking therapy seeking a professional help someone that you could trust even if it's someone close to you that can kind of help guide you from have have more open mind about what's going on and outside perspective also, one of the things that I've learned, too, is like finding gratitude when I was in like some of my worst places with my job, like saying, OK, work is stressful, but I have a car, I have an apartment, I have food, grounding myself to to those things kind of like, OK, maybe I'll get through like I may not know how I'm going to get through this situation, but I know I'm going to eat. I know I have somewhere to sleep and like that safety and reminding myself of those things is like, OK, I have there's going to be a tomorrow. Because, you know, I mean, we have contracts now they brought in the infinite contract for enlisted. So it's like you're just staying in until whenever. (laughs) Yeah, we talk about gratitude a lot on this podcast. And I think that it's a beneficial practice to incorporate in every sense of our life. And I think that that's a really good idea in terms of when we're struggling in the workplace focusing on what we can be grateful for and being you know more solution focused rather than feeling like there's nothing there's no way out and sometimes people just need to find a different job sometimes it's not going to get better and sometimes the environment and the culture is too much for just one person to change so sometimes that is the only option if you want to get out of something is switching jobs especially if you're completely burnt out and like to the point where you're just gone it's time to switch jobs sometimes it's overwhelming when you're at jobs because 
every job comes with stress. There's no job that I don't know that doesn't come with stress and learning yeah. to work through it. But when you're burnt out and you're like on the edge and you cussing everybody out when you come in, it's probably time to forget. <laughs> <laughs> probably time to find a new job. <laughs> yeah. Once you're having meltdowns, mm-hmm. that's a sign. <laughs> I guess I just like to remind myself everything is temporary and we're going to move on to something else and more problems later. So. <laughs> <laughs> more challenges tomorrow. So keeping a positive mentality. And if you have a bad day, like you said, take a shower, do whatever you need to, to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. then come in the next day and give that same energy and that same motivation. I have written, I, I always like to write different quotes at work on my desk or I have mm-hmm. a whiteboard. And the one that's been on there for a while is I will always give 110%. Mm-hmm. And that's something that always inspires me to just like if I'm feeling down or I feel like I can't do it like no you are gonna give the best you every day which means you have to have a positive attitude which means you have to try to work with sometimes difficult people um, yeah. but you're gonna get whatever you've done because even though I might not always be passionate about you know processing paperwork I know that I'm passionate about what I'm doing and you know mentoring people and trying to develop them that's the part that I always remind myself of same here I always remind myself I love what I do and I do it for a reason. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you so much, Tiffany, for being on today and yeah. giving yeah. us all this good knowledge. I think this episode will definitely be helpful for people because it's something we all deal with at in some in some way or another even if it's not toxic but like we talked about this can be helpful just for stress at work as well yes thank you so much for having me definitely have to bring you back yes (laughs) before we got online we were laughing up a storm so we'll definitely have to keep you (laughs) yeah and remember stay growing also be sure to follow us on instagram just look up at growthology podcast no space